everybody. Welcome Hello. back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Chaos. Uh, my name is Katrina Dennis, and I'm one of your hosts. And and I'm Rachel Leishman, your other host. And this is Pedro Pascal, the pa- the Pedro Pascal podcast, where we go through Pedro Pascal's filmography. Haven't said that in a long while, so it took me a second. It, yeah, it takes a it takes a second, but I'm so excited to be back. I'm excited to be here with you, Rachel. I've missed you so much. Like, no, I'm I'm so glad to be here. Uh, and what a great day to be here because we've had a couple like topics and ideas for the first episode, but thankfully, uh, uh, the Star Wars gods smiled upon us today and gave us a topic that we didn't really have to think too hard about. So mm-hmm. bless. I'm so excited. I love not thinking hard. Um, so yeah, it's been a little while since we've been back. I have a note in here in the intro. It says, what happened? How are we? Um, so what happened, Rachel? How are you? I mean, also in there is a note that says, my dad died, LOL. This is a joke. Um, it's not That part's not a joke. My dad did die. But mm-hmm. what happened was we were like, we're going to take a month off. And this was in August. Um, we'll come back in September. We'll have ideas. We'll be fresh. We'll be fun. It's totally down for it. Um, then <laughs> uh, it got to about uh, mid-September. We were like, we should probably like start filming again. My dad was in the hospital because uh, he had cancer, but they said it would be fine. He'd be fine. It's obviously all a lie. Um, and he just got progressively sicker. So every time we would go to record, I would probably be like, hey, guys, uh, found out something about my dad can't record. So it got to uh, November. He passed away at the end of November. So then it was Christmas. And we were like, we'll film in the new year um and we had a whole episode planned and then last week we were supposed to record and we were like oh like i'm busy i can do this weekend and then last week's episode of boba fett and by last week i'm talking about january uh 20 uh or 19th um Mm -hmm. i said we watched it and went oh maybe we should wait and do an episode next week uh because we heard the little the music cue at the end of episode four and we knew what that meant and so now here we are this is wednesday january 26th and it is the episode uh the fifth episode called the return of the mandalorian that we are going to talk about later but that is the catch-up of why i basically delayed us (laughs) for four months I, I can assure you rachel uh well first off i'm so glad you're back i love you very much i missed you very much um, yeah, and and I can assure you that I would have come up with much dumber excuses, much more pathetic excuses to not be recording because last year was a lot. But I'm happy to be here again with you and like you know, just talk about this 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 silly actor man on the screen. So yeah, yeah. we missed a lot of news and stuff, but also like not that much news at the same. It was like a mix of like nothing and everything at the same time. Yeah. Which is kind of how like news happens when it when it you know when we consider Pedro, it's just like you know it feels like he's always working, but like you only hear about it in like little spats, you know, <laughs> like you get batches of, of, of news, and so we've uh, we've had some news and some not news that you know we can just we can cover because why not? Yeah. Um, so obviously he was filming The Last of Us, mm-hmm. and then he. Uh, it, from and oh, and the unbearable weight of massive talent has a release date and a trailer. 
We missed hey. that um, And that trailer's great. It's him and Nick Cage popping off. So, you know, I loved it. Um, and yeah, it's like, I guess it's also because it was like the end. It was like fall into the end of the year and everything kind of was crazy anyway. So there's very little news. Other than like, oh, filming pictures and like there were pictures of him and Bella Ramsey that came out. Casting mm-hmm. got announced. Uh, like Nick Offerman is going to be in it with Murray. Um, yeah. I forget who the original guy was who was supposed to be Nick Offerman's role that they saw. I think it was the guy from the game, if I remember correctly. Um, oh. But he couldn't do it. There was like scheduling conflicts. So Nick Offerman took over. Um, nice. Storm Reed is playing Riley. Who, mm-hmm. if you guys know the game, is an important character. Um, for uh, Ellie. Um, and yeah, it was like a lot of stuff like that. So it wasn't like big, big things other than the trailer. Um, news-wise. Mm-hmm. So I keep saying, um, I am sorry. Uh, so it's <laughs> it's nice to be back and kind of know all that happened. But also know like in the new year, we're going to have a new movie. We have this new content. Um and we'll have a lot more, I feel, coming in this new year. Can yeah. we still call it New Year? It is the end of January. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's New Year until, like, I would say my birthday, which is, like, March 7th, right? Yeah. That's, like, January, February, little, little March, you know? Just yeah. let the new year sink in. Don't hold yourself to high standards, especially <laughs> not now. Let it happen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I well, I do. I am very excited for uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent because um, one of the types of roles that uh, Pedro sort of excels in is like anything to do with eccentricity. Um, and I'm, I, I like, I was thinking about this a lot earlier, and I was thinking like, man, I wonder if they, if like in my brain, I replace so many of like Jesse Eisenberg's like big roles with like Pedro. And I was like, that could really work. Like, like not maybe not Zuckerberg, but like, like yeah, Lex Luthor. Like, about it about yeah. The, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like you my body's made- at the cleaners along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip flops, you pretentious <laughs> douchebag. But like, <laughs> Pedro Vasquez is just sitting there like. Oh, anyway, sorry. No, yes. no, no, I really want that. I didn't even think. I was like, no, not in that movie. But no, now I want. I want him like opposite and Andrew Garfield in the. <laughs> yeah, Martin Saffron's like lawyer up, asshole. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, like this, this this movie features a very eccentric uh, role, and so I'm 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 really excited to see like how it plays out and what his chemistry with Nick Cage looks like. Yeah, and the trailer did a good job of that, um, <coughs> mm-hmm. which I liked a lot. I don't know, like I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm nervous, but I've heard it's very good, so I'm like I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. That I will like it a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm holding out. So I'm really excited for it. I think yeah, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> uh all right, sweet. What other uh, we we have some some bullets here 
that I kind of like. Um, uh, if you want to pick up that first one, Rachel, with the turtleneck. Hmm? Was that me or you that put in Pedro in a turtleneck? That was not me. I don't know what you're talking about. Katrina, where did you find this image that now you don't know about? Whatever. Okay. Well, you know what? There were oh, some that was really me, great... That was me. 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 That is oh, oh. my song. Mm-hmm. My song. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. not yet. Um, I was so confused. Like, like, hang on. I have it. Ashley, it's already in the in for later. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yes. So you know what we can bring back a tried and true that we haven't done because uh, we haven't been here. It's time for uh, the rundown. Whoa. Which if you guys recall, I know it's been months, but if you recall mm-hmm. rundown is when I run down what we're going to be talking about and give you all the bullet points, which this week is exciting. It's fresh. It's what we've been waiting for. I'm going to be really dramatic really quick. No one look at me. No one look at me. No one look at me. Okay. Shh, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Okay. <gasps> Boba Fett. I don't know if people can hear me. The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5, The Return of the Oh, Man. my God, Rachel, it's you. <laughs> yeah, like, oh like, Din, like Din Djarin, I also am now out of the creed because I took my helmet off. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Make so. that into, like, a Valentine's Day card. Like, I'll take my helmet off for you. Fuck my creed. I'll take my helmet off for you. This is. I do it. I'm going to sit like this. Um, okay. So <laughs> here's the rundown of episode five of the book of Boba Fett. If we could call it that, because it all is, is about Din Djarin. So um, trying to find a place where you can still see this. Nah, sorry. I'll use it at a later time in the podcast. For those listening and not watching, uh, I put on a, I put on my Mandalorian helmet. Um, but so the return of the Mandalorian brings us on a journey with Din Djarin um, after he has given Grogu to Luke Skywalker, which we've already talked about why I think that's a mistake. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he. Grogu is with uh, Luke Skywalker. Din's trying to live his life. And first we meet him. We see him walking into this, like, meat freezer. Um, And it's... The introduction to him is his silhouette behind those, like, freezer door rubber things. I don't know if if these exist in other countries, but in America... Our freezer, like our meat freezers have these big plastic things. And we see Din's silhouette and then he walks through looking like this. He literally moves the little plastic aside and is like, hello, it's me, your daddy. And he's He's like about to break into song in this shot. It's just like, yes, it's me, the Mandalorian, but you were expecting me. (laughs) (laughs) imagine if someone missed that music cue last week and started this episode and they were just like who is that and then that's how it started like (laughs) being like it's me 
was like, yes, yes. I'm going to write this whole musical now because, oh, yeah. No, he's very theatrical in his entrances. And, you know, he didn't let mm-hmm. us down this time either. So um, our producer, Ashley, I'm going to is now just sending me images of uh, Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> Uh, that are wow. in just like and it's with the blank to and from uh, and so I personally would just like whoever wants to uh, whoever wants to date me uh, just send me this please insert names uh, where it says to and from or this one that says I take off my helmet for you Ritter Ritter how do you say that Ritter Ritter, Ritter. I don't know. And then I, 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 you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the great thing about Star Wars is there are so many dialects that everyone pronounces things differently. So even if you don't pronounce it right, on another planet you do. Uh, you know what? You're so correct. Um, I like this one, which says, "Are you a Jedi?" Because I don't understand you, but I want you to have my kid. Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, uh, but yeah, sorry, the rundown. So uh, he destroys a bunch of people in a meat freezer uh, to get to get to this one guy who played dumb and was like, "Hey, uh, I don't know who that guy is," and it was him. And Din's like, "Here's your picture, dude." Um, and mm-hmm. he kills the dude and is like, "Okay, uh, I'm gonna take your head and I'm gonna go get some answers." And he goes to this guy and this guy's like, "Have dinner with us," and he's like, "No." Um, oh, I love this. Oh, wait, wait. I, I love this part because, like, if okay, if you've ever played like Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic, mm-hmm. um, what Din basically just did was like run a mission from one of those games. Like, he he basically like you go up, you're like in a room, you get a mission from like one of the NPCs in the room. You go downstairs, run the mission, then you come back upstairs, and then you're back in the room. You collect your reward. From the NPC, and so I appreciated that. Go on, sorry. No, I'm listen. That's what the rundown's for: to interrupt, to talk, to explain I'm what. Then goes, he's like, "I want my money," or he's like, "I want answers. I don't need your money. This guy got a bounty on his head. I can go get money somewhere else." So the guy's mm-hmm. like, "Dinner." And I'll tell you. And he goes, "I don't want to eat dinner with you people. I want you to give me my information." gets his information is like okay bye we find out that the information he is searching for is so he could find where his uh form well i get at this point still his clan his clan of and creed of uh, mandalorian were uh hidden away because if you recall from the mandalorian they had to go into hiding because of din um good job din uh, mm-hmm. And so they were in hiding and they're on this weird planet thing that has like a rafter. Yeah. It reminded me of the, so, so that, that it's like, it reminded me of the space station kind of in like in 2001, a space odyssey, but like blown mm-hmm. up a hundred times over. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I really liked it. I dug it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's very fun. It's just like, mm-hmm super it's like weird because it's like the city that they're in looks like a fully formed city like there's nothing going on but then when you get down to where they're hidden it's kind of like Mm. um Mm. a mix of where that kid is standing at the end of the last jedi 
when this speech is like, yeah, but they've been given hope. It's like a mixture of that, like air hanger with mm -hmm. like, just like an open rafter that you fall in space. It's wild. <laughs> I remember I was like watching it with a friend and I was like, this is exactly the Mandalorian way to make things as difficult as humanly possible while also making them very dramatic. Like I was watching Din crawl down those little stairs and slip and stuff, or the the ladder and slip. There were like four ladders he had to go down. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now there's a picture of Din Jarin falling because this is what I forgot to point out when he's murdering all these guys. He mm -hmm. sliced himself with the dark saber and cut yes. open his leg, um, and just like fried his leg because you know a dark that's what lightsabers do because they're they cauterize their wound, whatever. But, like, mm -hmm. so he falls down and it just says grunts. Um, because he cannot walk. And the, where this place is hidden is just, like, how many stairs can we make this guy walk down wa yeah. while injured? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was. His armorer. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he's going to the armorer and he's like, yo, what up, friends? Um, it's me, ya boy. <laughs> it's like, I haven't been here for a while because I had a kid. And they're like, where is he? And he's like, he's with his kind. But they're going through this whole thing. He's explaining, like, the Darksaber. And she's like, I know what the fucking Darksaber is, my dude. Um, she's like, do you know what the Darksaber is? And they mm -hmm. have that whole little conversation about, like, what it means for Mandalore and what it means for Din. And then... Um, she, listen, I liked her prior to this episode because, she, well, I didn't like her when I realized that he was part of a cult, but I like yeah. for the most <laughs> enjoyed her. And then I was like, oh wait, she's like the weird cult leader that he follows. Maybe I don't like her, but she's still cool. But in this episode, she's being mean to him. And she's like, why do you have that spear? Where'd you get it from? And he's like a Jedi gave it to me. She's like, well, that can pierce yours. First of all, it's in his possession. So, like, mm -hmm. it's not going to pierce him. Um, mm -hmm. And it was hot. Leave it alone. When he's flicking the thing around, don't yeah. take like, I'm like, that's one of the hottest moments in Star Wars. And this lady wants to take it away. For what reason? Yeah. I just, like, I love like, the second he was like, it's from a Jedi, she's like, it's garbage. Like, <laughs> She was like very, very mom to him this episode, but like a mean mom. Yeah. Um, she made me mad. And so then Din in all his little uh, beauty is like, oh, I want you to make it for a foundling. And she's like, oh, like at first, I can't remember if she says like for who or like what, but he's like, no, I want this for Grogu. Like, he's just, mm -hmm. like, I don't care that he's supposed to be training and I'm not supposed to, like, deal. Like, I miss him. So, like, make him a little mm -hmm. gift. Um, And she does. She makes him a little gift. We don't know what it is. But it it's going to look cute. Um, mm -hmm. Made him a little gift. And then she's, like, they're, like, you basically got to train. Um, And so he <laughs> starts training with the Darksaber. But, like, uh, the armorer isn't really helping him, but she's telling, like, he's fighting it, and he's like, it keeps getting heavier and heavier, which I know is part of the canon with the Darksaber. I'm not getting mm -hmm. into all that, unless, Katrina, you would like to get into the 
the history of the dark saber. Well, we can talk about it a little later. You can just keep going. Uh, yeah, but it's just essentially like he's fighting it, which is why it's getting heavier because he's not doing what the dark saber wants him to do. Um, and so instead of like explaining it better to him, she's just like, "You're fighting it," and he's like, I- "I'm not." She's yeah, you are. And so he just keeps fighting and, like, messing up with the Darksaber. Um, and it's, like, a whole little fight. <laughs> it's not great. And so then um, a new, or he's not new, but he, he's famous. Mm-hmm. And I have forgotten his name. And now I feel really bad about it. But part of his clan rolls up. And he wants Oh, to- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Thank you. By John Favreau. Yes. Um, so he like rolls up. He's like, I want the Darksaber, bitch. And they have this little fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and they take off their jetpacks, which gave me so much anxiety. I was like, Din's about to fucking die. Bye, bitch. Mm-hmm. There isn't a Mandalorian season three. That's why there's been very little info. <laughs> because yeah. there isn't one. He's about to die right now. Um, But... He's fine. He almost killed that guy without the dark saber, just like by himself while injured. Um, and then the armorer again. First of all, that guy was ready to f- kill him. Didn't mm-hmm. say a word, but Din's about to kill that guy, and she's like, "Okay, and I don't trust you, ma'am." Um, yeah, it's a little fishy to me, honestly. It's very fishy. <clears throat> she stops their mm-hmm. fight. She asks uh, John Favreau. She's like, "Hey." Have you ever had your mask taken off or your helmet ever taken off or have you taken off your helmet? He's like, never. And then she goes, did you, Din, did you ever take off your helmet? And he's like, he's silent. And she goes, can you, she goes, uh, did you ever have your ta- helmet taken off or have you ever taken off your helmet in front of people? And he's like this. <laughs> Silent. And so then finally, <laughs> thing. And then finally, she's like, "Okay, well then you're not a Mandalorian anymore." Which I saw a great joke. If you guys don't follow Spoiler for You on TikTok or on TikTok, listen to me. I've been on the internet for so long. On Twitter, you should. Funniest Star Wars tweets. And today it said when when the armor found out that Din took his helmet off, and it just said the man, and they erased Delorean from like the title card. <laughs> um, I I that. That. That's amazing. Um, but it's, it said the man. Um, so the armorer is like, you're no longer a Mandalorian. Which again, mm-hmm. bitch, you run a cult. So like incorrect. Yeah. Um, like to you, like it's yeah. nobody everyone else is fine with him being this is like when they tried to make Pluto not a planet. It's like you don't want Pluto to be a planet. Yeah. I do. I don't have any like, grudges with Pluto. Even asked about Bo-Katan, and she was like, mm, "Yeah, they tried to ruin us." Like she, she, that woman runs a cult, and was like, "Hey, no, you can't break out of my cult." Anywho, mm-hmm. um, so cult lady, aka the armor, um, is like, "You're not a Mandalorian anymore," and then goes, "Like Din's basically like, oh well, like how do I fix that?" And she's like, "You have to go bathe yourself in the waters." beneath Mandalore and he goes those dried up years ago and she's like yeah it's basically it's just like fuck you you're not Mandalorian anymore and then this little bitch is like well okay 
and he goes and he gets on a commercial flight because he doesn't have a plane. <laughs> he's like, he is the flight coach. It's amazing. He's he's like on a commercial plane and like this droid rolls up and is like, dude, you can't have weapons. This is a commercial airline. And he's like, I'm a Mandalorian. It's part of my religion, I believe, mm-hmm. is exactly does he say religion or creed? I cannot remember. I think he says, I see he says religion. He says religion a lot with people who, like, aren't Mandalorians, so. Great. Uh, But that that droid, notably, is the the pilot unit from um, Star Tours. Not uh, the Rex unit, but the other one that was supposed to pilot your flight. (gasps) Oh, no. Well, (laughs) listen, so Din was going to be on our Star Tours trip, but... Mm -hmm. That little that little droid I loved. He was like, I don't care. It's a commercial airline. <laughs> like, it was such a good little thing. And Dan was like, fine. Like, where do I put them? Um, and I loved it so much. So he puts all of his I weapons. Love those in little touches in in this series, especially where it's just like we encounter normal people so much in the book of Boba Fett, and like I really appreciate that. Like that receptionist. From the mayor's office, he was like, "Well, your name's not in the like, yeah. in the registry. You have to come back and get an appointment." And like, just like normal, like people doing their normal jobs, while the Mandalorian just like bursts in and is like main character energy out of nowhere. Yeah, in this one, in this one, like when all those people who are working at the like butcher place, and he's like, "I don't have problems with you guys. If you want to leave, like." or I just want to leave. You guys can go steal the money that your boss didn't give you. And the one guy goes, okay. Like, they just, like, move those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like, People are just doing their jobs in the galaxy. Like, it's pretty great. I just work at a butcher shop. Like, I'm not going to fight you, dude. Like, you just murdered a in there. I'm good. Not getting no- I don't get enough bones for that. I do not. It's <laughs> like, uh, no, I'm just going to go steal the money. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this this... Blaine is great because, and I tweeted this and I stand by it. I said, I w- what I wouldn't give to walk up and say, is that seat taken to Din Djarin? Because he's sitting with his arms just like resting on the window seat, looking mm-hmm. out. I like that he didn't pack his jetpack though. Like it's just sitting next to him. Yeah, chair. yeah. He's How much do you think they made him like pay to carry that on? I think it's like, I would say like 25 bucks. That's, that looks like a 25 yeah. bucks. Yeah, you know, they were like, fine, you're, if you're checking your weapons, you can bring on the jetpack. Yeah. Um, they couldn't like, put the jetpack in the crate, so. No, yeah, right. So he's just chilling. Um, and it, it's just like, it's just so funny looking at this man in full armor, just like staring out, knowing that like the seat in front of him has like a little child. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hanging out. Um, he's like, yeah, because he's on, he's on the equivalent of like, like a plane, but technically to the Star Wars people, it's a lot more like a bus, you know? It's like a, yeah. a nice bus. It's like, okay, it's like an Amtrak. That's kind of where it, where it is, you know? Oh, you were going buses. I was like, okay, it's a mega bus versus Peter Pan. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did got the dollar, like, the dollar deal. <laughs> you can pick your seat versus, or and then you have an outlet versus, like. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, Yeah, and so, like, it's great, but, uh, and we saw it earlier, and I talked about it earlier, but these are the pictures that I saved, so I was waiting for this. With the gift that the armorer made for Groku, she wrapped it in this little, like, 
piece of cloth that looks like Krogu. And so he takes it out and he's looking at it. And then he holds it up and it's literally just a little package that looks like Krogu. It's so cute. I like, I just picture him being like, oh, Grogu, when you smile, I am undone, my son. And it's just like him singing Dear Theodosia at this ball. What do you um, think it is? Like, do you think it's a tiny helmet or something? Like, like, a, like a tiny faceplate or whatever? Like, I assumed it was going to be a little armor and you have little like shoulder pads and be like, yeah. But you're right. Years out, maybe it is. A little helmet. Oh my god. Whatever it is, it's small and that makes it adorable automatically. I love that. I hope it is a little helmet. And he's just like, hello. Um uh, Hey, you know what? Uh a Mandalorian Jedi forged the dark saber, so it wouldn't be out of left field for us to have a Mandalorian Jedi lead new Mandalore. I'm just saying. Yeah, just saying, maybe, I hate to project my my aspirations on Grogu. He's just a child, but also he's been thinking. You know, um, like, the, the best part about this is that you would think at this point that where we are and everything that's happened, that he's going to go and he's going to go to Tatooine and that he got a call to go to Boba and that's why he was going there because the next thing we know is he's in Tatooine and that's kind of what you would expect, right? Um, Because he's going to Mos Eisley. No, uh, Pelimoto was like, I found a ship for you. So we still have not seen Boba. He has no idea that Boba Fett is looking for him. He just had decided he was going there to look for this fucking ship. Um, And it's really fun if you guys are fans of Star Wars Jedi Order or Jedi Fallen Order um Yay. there's a you to see a look of a bd droid we don't know if it's bd1 but it is a bd droid um and this like creature starts to bite it and then like pelimoto is getting attacked by this fucking creature and all of her droids are like i'm not helping and so then din <laughs> comes in and pelimoto says what an entrance because he like shoots and kills the like beast and she like asks and she's like bd are you okay it's very cute mm-hmm. Um, but all of this is because Pelimoto was like, uh, I found you a Razor Crest. She didn't find him a Razor Crest. She found him an N1 uh, Naboo fighter jet that <laughs> that she that he specifically had said, I want a Razor Crest. And she goes, no, I found you this fighter jet. Which I, <laughs> you know, I was watching it this morning. I was like, okay, but where is he going to live? He lives in the Razor Crest. It's, it's okay. It's not even where is he going to live? Because Din can camp anywhere, like whatever. And he seems like the type of guy who can like sleep sitting up. But like, it's where is he going to put his bounties? Where do those yeah. go? In the well, little droid chute? But there is a little, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But there is, there, right, like, where the droid, yeah, hold on. Um, so there's a whole <laughs> sequence of them just building this together. So, like, the whole episode is Din getting the bounty, Din finding the armorer, Din on this ship, now Din building a ship with Pelimoto. It's like everything is just him being like, I'm just getting a new ship. I'm setting you guys up for what's going to happen with me in season three. I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It is just very funny that this entire episode is just Din getting things set up for the next season. yeah i know it was an interesting choice <laughs> yeah um but he like 
is living his best life, rolling around. Um, they build this sh this ship. She takes out the droid chute. Um, so it's just a little hole. So like maybe Grogu can just like hang up, hang out up there. Um, and that can be where he rides in this weird uh, fighter jet that he's taking. But so he's flying it around Tatooine, and he's like checking out how fast he can go. He goes up into space and is figuring it out and fucking gets pulled over by the space cops because he doesn't have any license, but he doesn't have any papers. He has nothing. And he was like, I was just testing out my ship. Um, <laughs> and the space cops are like, you can't do that. And he's like, okay, but I was doing it. I'm sorry. I'll go fix it. And they're like asking him too many questions. And then the one guy is the guy from the like weird spider egg episode. Mm -hmm. the Mandalorian that like saved them and so he's like oh were you the guy on the endings like I don't know what we're talking about and then just no, like right, yeah. and he's like bye and he skedaddles away and goes back down and when he gets back to Pelimoto's um, she's like hey your friend was here uh, but I said no you couldn't be seen and he's like what friend and Finnick is like Finnick Shand and <laughs> it's um, me your friend Fennec yeah like she's like I wasn't kicked out um <laughs> and so these two hotties are having a convo about him working with Boba and mm -hmm. she's like uh we can pay and he's like tell him it's on the house um and the last thing we see is Din being like yeah I'll gladly help him but I have to go see a little friend first so it's mm -hmm. <sighs> and that's what an episode yeah there was oh we also got a request from um plasma pistol ceo on twitter to talk about a specific storyboard like one of the art boards that they do at the end because mm -hmm. in the episode one of the greatest little moments is this when he's flying around and the space cops are gonna get him the little kid on the like Meter thing he was on sees him and is like, Oh my god, look at this jet! And he has a little helmet on, and he's very so excited, and it's very cute. Um, and I loved it very much because that's Star Wars, it's like we're inspiring these little kids, they're gonna be rebels, even though it. It, was, it was just like living his best life. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love that. Like, I don't know, like, I as someone who has read who's like ridden public transit a lot and done so with like brightly colored hair i was like oddly reminded of you know those moments when like kids would turn around and like look at you and smile at you because your hair was a fun color or something and like yeah. that 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 was definitely a moment with like that that little kid and, and din it's like oh who's that he looks neato like and then like you know he's he's flying somewhere else and and he crosses paths with that kid again it's you know a wonderful happenstance and i love those little touching moments where you see like people connecting in like really silent ways in Star Wars. Yeah. And it was like, it was just genuinely a good episode. Like, I do think it is like, could they ever just release this as a standalone and not take in the fifth slot from Book of Boba Fett? Sure. But also, I think that's why it's seven episodes and not six. Cause I think they just were like, we're going to give this episode for the future of the Mandalorian to this like, series and we'll just make it seven episodes instead of the six it was gonna have or whatever 
Yeah, it's uh, an interesting choice. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of, you know, there's no doubt they're bringing Grogu back. Like, I, you know, it, beyond story points, like, I don't think the marketing department would allow them to just like not have Grogu in this next season. Um, so I did, but I didn't expect it to be like it was. It's going to happen in the book of Boba Fett, basically. Um, yeah, I thought there was going to be like go, a little bit of season two where we didn't have him, but like, yeah, yeah, doesn't seem that way. Yeah, like we're because at some point Din is going to have to come back before the end of the season if he's helping Boba do this thing. So we're either going to follow Din or we're going to see that in the next season of The Mandalorian and see what happened there. So yeah, I do think it's gonna he's going to come back. I think like episode six is going to be them getting more people, and at the end, I think Din will come back and like either have Grogu or you'll like see his ship landing and like you'll know or like there's gonna be something and then he'll be back in the finale mm-hmm. um but yeah i was just like yeah. oh okay it was just a good episode and I, it's a good episode yeah i, know I think okay so one of the things funny. yeah one of the things that the book of boba fett gets a lot of flack for and you know whatever everyone's uh criticism is mostly valid uh <laughs> mostly unless you're being mean about tim tim morrison or whatever and uh, uh, anyway, like the the one thing that people have been complaining about is that like, oh, it's too camp. Oh, it's too fan service. Oh, it's too this. And I'm like, no, it's perfect for a Boba Fett vehicle. Like this is what Boba Fett is. Like at the end of the day, he's camp fan service. Like that's what the whole point of this character is. And, you know, if you don't like the way it's gone, I'm so sorry. Go read Legends. But like I, I love this episode because it, you know, it didn't hold back in the way it fed me fan service but it was also like it it didn't feel like it was over the top for me and maybe it's because i was the fan being fed this time i don't know maybe i enjoyed it because i am a huge fan of the phantom menace and like i'm a really big fan of the nubian starfighter like it's one of my favorite ships of all star wars history and so like it, it was cool to see that utilized here especially in such a familiar location as Mos Espa because it's not a very big city. It's not Mos Eisley, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for like, I liked this episode. I liked how it brought Din in because I, I said today, I was like, I remembered when I wrote about like Din potentially being in the book of Boba Fett, um, mm-hmm. a couple of Pedro fans, you took screenshot my like headline and put it on TikTok with like a song where like someone's like screaming and excited. <laughs> and I was like, I don't and like and I made it clear in my article that I was like, this is speculation, like we don't know, but like I would I want it. Um yeah. and I like the minute I saw I was like, I'm glad I didn't let that one TikTok user down that they <laughs> got, that I like didn't let them down in my article. Um, oh, but yeah, I really That's liked sweet. it. It was just so it was good. Yeah, yeah, I really I enjoyed it. It was great to see uh, Din back in action. It was good to see him just like being exhausted and sad. I mean, it wasn't good to see him being exhausted and sad, but it was cool to see how he was reflecting and what choices he made immediately after the end of of the last season of Mandalorian. So I'm, you know, I'm excited to see how he's going to be, uh, what kind of player he's going to be in this. Because in a way, he is doing, you know, he's doing Boba the same favor that Boba did for him, which was join this mission so that I can, like, reach this end goal 
and then we'll all break off and, you know, split the winnings or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm so excited. And, and yeah, I'm going to look at my notes so that I don't forget anything. So, oh, oh yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was like expectation versus reality. Like when at the end of last episode, we heard the Mandalorian theme song. And so it was very easy, easy to like speculate what you would see. So like, I want to know, Rachel, what what you kind of pictured versus, like, you know, the full episode that we got. Oh, I for sure thought it was going to be, like, uh, Finnick and Boba, like, sitting at a table and being, like, saying something and then Din walking in and having, like, a one-liner and being all badass and, like, having that. Which, mm-hmm. if this was his show, if this was The Mandalorian, I feel like would have happened because we have those softer moments in other places. Um, So it would have been something like that. But with this, like, I didn't expect to have, like, I thought, like, that's what we'll get, whatever. I was shocked that we got, like, a depressed Din who was just like, I miss my kid. I'm going to do these things because I don't know what else to do. I don't have my kid anymore. I'm sad about it. And then, like, just as like, I guess I'll go look for a ship. We'll have nothing else better to do. I'll help you make it. Like, it was just all very like sad. And I know I like, he was just was trying to like find a reason to go and find Grogu again. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I was like, this, this guy just misses his boy so much. And so the re- the reality of it was so much better than what I was thinking was going to happen. It was like, I was excited to see him because I obviously loved Din. Obviously. I love Din. I don't know if you know this about me, but I love Din. <laughs> no, you, you, I, I really, honestly, I felt like you were uh, you were more of like a Luke Skywalker kind of gal. But. Yeah, you know, drama queen Luke Skywalker. Love him. Um, no, yeah. Obviously, I love Din. And <laughs> so I'm just going to say this. So I love him, and I was so excited to just have him back in general. Didn't think it was going to be as much as it was. Thought it was going to be like, we need your help. He'll be like, how much money? Blah, blah, blah. I love the fact that he's like, I don't want your money. It's not in the house. I'm bored, essentially. Uh, But also, like, friends, it's fine. I loved it so much. I was so happy. And the reality just, like, blew me out of the water in comparison to what I thought we were going to get. Katrina, what about you? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I, you know, honestly, I thought we would have the meat locker scene and then Fennec would show up or Boba would show up and that would be it. It would be, you know, we get this cool intro where like Mando does his thing and like he looks cool, which he did not. He was tired and the sword was heavy and he doesn't know how to fight with a sword. So he looked like an idiot. Like, Like, yeah, exactly. Like he just, he was not only did it like, exceed my expectation but it did something like completely different with his character um from what i was expecting you know yeah and i mean the here is the perfect example of expectations versus reality so the expectation is here's dan with the dark saber just like looking badass looking like he's gonna fuck you up the reality is this scene where he's grunting and falling to the floor because he stabbed himself with the lightsaber with the dark saber um that's the expectation versus reality because it's like I saw uh, my one friend tweeted like the Mandalorian. He's a badass. He's all this uh, book of Boba Fett. He fell down some stairs. He he stabbed himself. Like he's. I was like, no, he's the himbo king of Mandalore, and I say that with all of my heart and my love for Din. But he is a himbo. So he's mm-hmm. like, I'm really badass. I'm good, but I'm good with what I know. 
He's yeah. not good if you take him out of his element. And the Darksaber, he's never fought with it. The only time we saw him with it was when he, like, got it from Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. But he didn't fight him with it. He fought him with the Beskar Spear that they instantly <laughs> took away from him in this episode. So, like, it's not, it's, of, of course he's a mess. He doesn't know what he's doing. We've only seen him when he's good at things. So it's great seeing him not be good at things and like falling yeah. down the I definitely, it's just like, I keep, throughout this episode, I was just reminded that like, that that guy under that helmet is like that same Din that we saw at the at the end of like last, last season, who was just like sad and staring at his son and like... <laughs> It's, it's, I'm like, oh man, we don't have any of those up, those uploaded anymore, but like, it's, it's like the saddest little face. And so like, that's still stuck in my brain when it comes to like thinking about who's under the mask. So I, I'm excited to see both how, like how Mando participates in this thing with Boba and also like what happens with his trip to uh, wherever the hell the Jedi school is. I forgot. Uh, yeah, I don't remember where Luke's. Um, but like, yeah, like, because he says I have to go find my little friend. So like, obviously, little implies he's going to go find Grogu. Which I'm like, calm your son, dude. Um, yeah. I wished. Cover it. My first gut reaction was I wished he was talking about Cobb Vanth. I'm like, go get your boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. go find Cobb Vanth. Uh, but he nice. said little, and so yeah, obviously he's talking about Grogu. But I can pretend that he's. <laughs> Oh, God, for a second. I do hope that, like, when he comes back, they're like, we need more people. And he's like, I know Cobb. Like, let's go get Cobb Vanth and his uh, crew. But- yeah. I mean, I, I, that's one of the ones I do. One of my wishes that I think is a little more realistic because, like, Cobb is a, a local leader, basically. And so having yeah. that on your side would be very powerful. That that village is also, like, I, I don't know how... Yeah, they, there's like a different crew of Tuscans over there, so they're well bonded with with the Tuscan Raiders in that area. And Boba knows how to communicate now and and work with the Tuscans. So to me, it makes sense. I don't know how far Cobb is from Mos Espa right now, but you know, yeah, eventually, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I hope he goes. I hope it all works out. I hope we get to see more of Din. But I also would understand if they kept him very limited after giving us this um so that we are just we we know what to expect more with season three of mandalorian um because i liked this because it did give us that like idea because right now we like all had ideas of what was going to happen like i thought the first moment we would see him he'd be ruling mandalore so i think this is so much funnier that he's just like uh yeah i guess i have a planet now but i don't i don't like know what to do about it yeah and now he doesn't even have like the creed like he's he's technically not mandalorian which whatever like that's i don't it sounds garbage to me but he doesn't want really anything to do with what bo katan is up to so it's really it's about him now like deciding what i guess it means to be mandalorian to him you know yeah i hope that's all season three and figuring it out and he's like i love my son i'm gonna make him see my face um because i do like that he's still in his helmet he they said you're not mandalorian anymore and he just was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm still i'm still gonna keep this on like i didn't put any concealer on today so (laughs) yeah it's like 
my I didn't shave yet, so I'm gonna keep it on. No. I keep um, I, I I commend it and fully understand it now. I'm just like, man, I don't have to like half my face when I go out. Oh yeah. Like or any <laughs> Ow. Oh no. Oh, so Smack me in the face. But yeah. Um my uh now that okay. I yeah, I just got smacked in the face with a Mandalorian helmet and then messed up my hair because I put on a Mandalorian helmet. But um yeah. Uh mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I think it uh I liked it. I'm interested to see how much Din's gonna actually play a part in the next two episodes. Um because after all it is called the Book of Boba Fett. So like I don't think I I think this was an episode that they personally I think it was an episode that they were like, Hey, we want to set up all this stuff, but we don't know how to do that. Separate, like we don't want it in the Mandalorian, but also we don't want it in Book of Boba Fett. And I think what ended up happening was they were like, "We'll just give Book of Boba Fett seven. Um, right? Like truly and honestly, I think that's what happened. Because whatever Star Wars and Disney, they can make up their own rules. Because uh, it would make sense that it would only be six, and that's what I assumed it was, and that's why when this episode was all done, I was like, uh, are "We wrapping this up in a next episode." Yeah. One other was seven, and I was like, "Oh, just kidding." Yeah, logistically, I was just like, "I, I don't know. Maybe it had to do with like COVID setups or whatever. Maybe it was planned from the start. I don't, I don't know." But it, it's definitely like a weird. It was a weird choice, but a welcome one. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like I was not mad about it. I was so happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved seeing him again, but I was just kind of like, "Oh, this is." Feel like you're expl- like this is an uh, just an episode that you you want us to know all this stuff about Din, mm-hmm. um, and so you're like, here you go, it's in this now, and I'm fine with it. I, I liked that Finnick showed up at the very end. I kept waiting for Finnick to show up, and just, right, I'm just like, it's like, gotta be here at some point. Like, we figured he would like start making the ship when they were building it, and it would be like he would get a a call or something. But I like that. The way she, they, when he, they all left each other after he got rid of Grogu, it wasn't like a, hey guys, here's how to contact me. She was like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to go to Pelly and see if like she has a way of contact. Like, no, <laughs> get a hold of this dad who's like, I'm an empty nester now. I'm sad. Um, I know. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, because she didn't even call him over. It was just like, yeah, I guess I'm just going to manifest Din Djarin and show up in Maz Esmond and see if he's there, you know, like... And then he did. I don't know if he's going to be there. I just thought, I thought it was so funny, because it's like, again, the musical cue indicates that Fennec is thinking about hiring the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. She may very well be thinking about someone else. Who knows? She knows a lot of people. Um, but, But yeah, that musical cue would imply that that was the case, and so I'm just like, how did she... But she's been a chance, so. Yeah, I think she's like, I-, I know enough people. Or, like, maybe she was like, oh, Pelly probably knows him because of the ship stuff. Like, I'm sure they had some- But it was just funny that, like, when you break it down, the communication was she went, I'm going to go ask Pelimoto, like, hey, do you know what <laughs> it is? And Pelly's going to be like, no, I don't. I have no idea. Despite mm-hmm. that. Or, like, maybe they knew he was coming to Mos Eisley and, like, was like, okay, well, this is our chance. Like, he's coming to Mos Eisley. He's on the flight records. Like, we'll go hitting the whatever it was. It's just very funny that there's no other way of contacting him 
other than that because he doesn't have a ship anymore. Um, well, yeah. You know what? That makes sense, too. They have interns now that can, like, they're all, like, techno wizards and stuff. They call it like, let's get the youngins to get on Google and see if the flight paths are coming in, right? She, she said, hey, call up your dad from Prospect and see <laughs> where he is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what that's what I want is just a scene with Sophie Thatcher. <laughs> I know that would be so fun. I like I, I was kind of thrilled when she got cast because it was like, oh, now she's in the same, you know, like world as him and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was I don't know. I'm just I like Din I'm very excited like, to see that team up. Din would like maybe her, but not the rest of her uh like crew. She'd be he'd be but like they oh. would all love him. Yeah, but he'd be like, I'm like, good. They, it's like the, we're gonna gravitate, and now he's also our dad. <laughs> he's adopting kids. He's like, I had one. Now- <laughs> I didn't ask for more. Oops. Like now you're <laughs> sorry. You're well, welcome to the Boba Fett family. Here you are. <laughs> yeah, Boba Fett also just adopting children. He's yeah, like, well, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that's those are my expectations for the episode. Awesome! Yet yeah, again, uh, expectations versus reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I, I it, it, it's this that makes me um, just completely unsure of what's about to happen in Boba Fett next. I just, I can't. I mean, I don't know how they're going to wrap it all up in the amount of time they have left. I'm sure they will, but like, it's it's definitely been like a weird journey that I have appreciated uh, watching that show. And I'm really glad that we got to spend a lot of time with Mando this week. Same. I was very happy. Well, I think it's about time we start wrapping up. Uh, But before we do, I think we've got something, something special to do. Don't we? Yes, we do. Um, Guys, excuse me. Hold on. Stash. Stash, 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 The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be headdress. Woo! We're back with stash of the week, you guys. And here's the thing. There were no mustaches in this because he looked like this the whole time. Yep. There's no stash on that. Because booked and busy, so chances are he probably just did the voiceover work for this episode. But, um, uh, but we didn't get to see his face. So the stash of the week is going to be one for me from uh, the months and months that we didn't have stashes of the week. And by months and months, I believe this was like literally a week ago that I'm choosing mine from, which was from um, an Instagram story of Pedro Pascal. Uh, where he is wearing a black turtleneck and drinking oh. a water bottle <laughs> through a plastic straw. Um, I love this. Just living his best life, being asked how it feels to be that handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that is my stash of the week pick. Yeah, and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and, and just support it. You know, he the stash looks good. The goatee pairs well with it. He yeah. is drinking uh, water through a straw that he has clearly meticulously carved a hole into a water bottle. <laughs> yeah, top. The cap is still on the water bottle. 
I I just everything about this Pedro photo makes me so happy and I I fully support it. So yes, that's that's our stash of the week, folks. This, um, this and we will beautiful Sandy Brown ensemble. Just put up this picture from the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is Nick Cage laughing hysterically at something. And Pedro Pascal looking sad as can be. I don't know if you guys were on the internet when this dropped, but this did become a meme. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that. <laughs> guys, it's so nice to be back. Um, it really is. It's been a while, but I miss talking about Pedro Pascal properties. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I miss just having time with my friend Katrina and oh, our wonderfully beautiful producer, Ashley, who is not on camera or on audio. Um, and I miss talking about Pedro Pascal, this man. <laughs> Look um, at him throwing up devil horns, screaming in the air. That's the Pedro Pascal <laughs> we love. I miss him very much. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to be back. We might be switching to monthly just because it's easier. So then we're not gone for months at a time like we just were. Granted, mm -hmm. hopefully there's no other outstanding circumstances to delay us. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. let us know what you guys want to see. Let us know what things you want us to cover. We have a couple of things coming up and people were trying to get, but like at us, let us know what you want us to talk about, what you want us to see. Um, and yeah. Katrina, tell the people where they can find you. Well, gosh, you guys can find me if you look for Oh Katrina anywhere on the internet. That's O H C A T R I N A. Uh, and uh, along with Padro, I also co host Ito Banta Tambien with my friend Kayla uh, and my show, A Fight Club Far, Far Away, which is about fights and battles in Star Wars, is coming out, coming back this spring. Um, and, and, and all sorts of other great stuff is going to happen soon. So, and I also host this, this show, Padro Pascal with my friend Rachel. So you should check that out too. Oh my gosh. What a fun show. I know. It sounds so good. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> you guys can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can follow my writing at the Mary Sue. Uh, and I'm all over the internet, normally just talking about things. If it's not Spider-Man and Marvel, it's Star Wars. If it's not Star Wars, I'm yelling at my cat. So uh, any of those, you can follow me on any of those things. And you can follow me at Padro Pascal, where I talk about Pedro Pascal with my friend Katrina. Um, but yeah, it's very good to be back. Please like, rate, subscribe, all those things that you're supposed to review. I don't know what else you're supposed to say, but all those things. Do all those things. And just let us know what oh, you guys want to see. I, I, I have a I have a question for the for the for the users, uh, for the listeners, for the people of the world. Uh if we were to produce merch, would you guys want to buy it? Like a stash of the week hat or a mug? Who knows? We could just like really put it together. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to juice it up in season two. And that was my random question before I went and designed them. I want to see if people want them. So Yeah, please want them so then I can have a stash of the week, Kat. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, and until next time, bye-bye.
Ah, 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 ah,